Hello everyone and welcome to Friend Force 99. My name is Mark the Canardian and this is a brand new limited time Patreon first podcast covering the Bad Batch. So up until this point, we've been covering the Bad Batch through regular episodes of Holocron Chronicles. Now that Mandalorian's back, Charlie and I had a discussion and decided that putting Bad Batch in the main show would probably make the main show a little long. As this week's episode clocked in at an hour and 15 minutes just talking about uh, Mandalorian, I think we're pretty much right on. So we didn't want the, the main show to get too bloated and too confusing, but we still wanted to cover the Bad Batch. And this was our solution. Basically, the patrons, uh, pa- patron supporters get this first, and everyone else will listen to it uh, a little while later on the main feed. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's basically how this show came to be. Uh, we are super happy to have Kay recording this with us adds another voice, uh, familiar friend of the show, and uh, and and someone that's going to keep Charlie and I in check and provide another outlook on uh, on Bad Batch. So it's it's kind of awesome to have a new show in the fray, and uh, let's get right into it. So the way this is going to work is uh, we're not recording this together. We're not recording this all at the same time. We record this separately, so it's a little bit different than regular Holocron Chronicle episodes. We're going to be giving our own individual thoughts, and I'm going to be stitching them all together in one kind of coherent episode. So you're going to hear the three different voices all giving their own kind of monologues, their own independent takes on each episode of the bad batch as we go and uh and that's kind of how things are going to go down so um let's start off with episode 11 of season two of the bad batch this is called metamorphosis and okay let's hear your thoughts bad batch episode 11 They call this episode Metamorphosis, and it definitely starts out with a new tone, very PG-13 aliens kind of vibe. Although it doesn't stick with it for very long before they reveal that the monster is just a new iteration of the Zillow Beast from OG Clone Wars. And that's not a bad thing, the episode is finally starting to loosely tie up some of those old plot points from that Clone Wars episode, along with some of the stuff that was happening in the first season of The Bad Batch, which, again, great, love this. As much as I've really enjoyed the antics from Clone Force 99, I've really been itching to find out more about Omega's origins and what Nalase had planned for her, so I was really glad to see this kind of get back to what we were discussing early Season 1. There were some finally some relevations from the team that the Empire didn't destroy Kamino just because they didn't want to pay those bills, something that the audience had known for a while. Hopefully this means that the last five episodes will have more of a continuation of this plot thread as they try to figure out what all of this cloning and Empire shenanigans had to do with them and with Omega specifically. Um, The metamorphosis of the episode was definitely seemed to be referencing some of the beginning transformations of Omega into what she was created to be, as well as the Clone Force's acceptance as a Rebel Legion who would help Rex and Echo save their clone brethren. Or at least that's what I'm hoping for. We'll have to see what happens. Um, a high moment for me was definitely finally getting to see more of those pieces of the puzzle as to why they took the Prime Minister and Alashe, which may turn into more of Omega's you know, greater role in finding out what that means for her. Um, Lowe's is that I wish they would have kept that Aliens PG vibes for just a little bit longer. Uh, it was very, very strong in the start, and it really 
had a solid feel to it and felt like a new kind of episode and vibe. And I was just sad to see it go when it did. All right. Charlie, let's go. Okay, so let's jump into Bad Batch Season 2, Episodes 11 and 12, as we've been doing here. So Episode 11 is Metamorphosis. Um, So we have a kind of a Monster of the Week scenario getting set up. Uh, right from the top, love that cold open, real strong vibe of aliens. You got some some sol- uh, some armored soldiers stumbling around in the dark, something stalking them. Blammo, boom, moving on, uh, moving on to getting our guys involved. Obviously, they're headed back from a mission. Sid's like, I heard about this thing. Da 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 da. Let's go do it. Um, so they show up and they're messing about, trying to figure out what's going on in this wrecked ship. And what do they find? A creepy little alien thing with no eyeballs snarling them in the dark it's very scary really i mean it's got kind of a xenomorph alien obviously from the aliens movies if for some reason you've never heard of them which i'm sure you have uh kind of thing happening and as they're stumbling around with this uh the you know the thing bumps into generators it's getting bigger they're shooting at it it's it's absorbing energy or so it would appear um and then that's why it takes not very long to figure out uh, you know, as we're at least halfway through the episode, that this is the friggin' Zillow Beast, or it's the same species, came from an episode of The Clone Wars, uh, an experiment gone awry on Coruscant, you know, the thing was outscaling big buildings, and eventually they, I'm trying to remember the plot line of that episode, I think I think they eventually ended up killing it off. Fan service all the live long day, we're talking about Dave Filoni whatever it was cool it was fun i thought that it was exciting i did love seeing the zillow beast scale the big tower and have its godzilla moment swinging its tail around with you know electricity arcing all around it that was that was pretty sweet i did enjoy that um as far as the story itself you know as i'm watching i'm like a monster of the week whatever you know uh kind of felt like it was falling into that trope of being kind of same old same old but um, you start to see as we get a little bit closer to the end, well, this has a lot more to do with um, not just the fall of Camino, because we do see the prime minister and one of the chief scientists being threatened uh, behind bars or in, you know, in, in handcuffs by uh, imperial officers. But you see these guys come around that are wearing those, you know, kind of creepy cloner outfits that is just like dr pershing from the mandalorian the guy who was going to experiment on our beloved grogu so you know keeping in mind that this is immediately uh after the fall of the republic so we're now 25 30 years before um before the events of of the beginning of the mandalorian which is five years after uh return of the jedi um that we're really setting the tone for what is going to be a very you know kind of long-term project um but this imp cloner uh at the end with the former prime minister of camino says well you know if i throw you a bone here the bone is is that we made the perfect clone uh, the perfect female clone who's got all of the DNA juice, uh, and her name is Omega. And if I give her to you, will you let me go? So you know, glad to see the Caminos really Caminoans uh, really you know give a crap about their own about their own creation, which they clearly do not. Okay, now for my thoughts on Metamorphosis. Um, I thought this was a pretty good episode. Um, I kind of wanted the the clones to get into it a little bit more with Sid over kind of abandoning them i i'm kind of curious to see where that goes and if we're going to be exploring more of that 
relationship as as the season goes on. Um, I kind of hope they do. I kind of hope they come to blows with Sid, and maybe we get to see the fallout of that one. Um, so I thought this was this was cool. It wasn't exactly where I thought they were gonna go after the whole retrieval episode and all that kind of stuff. Um, but still kind of a good episode, still still kind of neat. Um, so basically, I, with, with that being said, I was still pretty pumped at parts of this episode, specifically the Zillow Beast. So we find out it's kind of, you know, another mission of the week, which this season has been pretty good with. And <clears throat> the Zillow Beast has come up before specifically the the first time it came up was the Zillow Beast episode of the Clone Wars. Uh the Zillow Beast strikes back, it made an appearance again, uh and then was killed and its remains were mentioned or shown in a couple of other episodes, Padawan Lost and Wookiee Hunt. So it was really cool coming back to Clone Wars stuff and seeing that and seeing the Emperor still going with this, still kind of looking for ways to use the Zillow Beast. At first it was to create impenetrable armor for the Galactic Republic and the Grand Army of the Republic, and then afterwards it was cloning. So we see that they're still going with cloning on this one, and um, that's kind of cool to me because it seems like the Bad Batch stuff is finally really going to be meeting where where we see the Mandalorian going. So it's kind of neat to review this episode when the Mandalorian's just starting back up and uh, and and we're seeing how everything's tying together. How everything is is always coming back to Palpatine. That's the underlying connection. It's how did Palpatine come back? There is it's almost like they're overcorrecting for the the line somehow Palpatine returned. So Overall, for this episode, I thought it was okay, but it was really, really cool to see the Zillow Beast. So any kind of lore and that thing that ties it into, again, I mentioned this, I think, on a couple of episodes back, getting something that makes the stakes a little higher for Star Wars, the universe in general, always always kind of makes me happy, even if it's not where I wanted or expected this episode to go immediately after I wanted them to come after Sid, like I kind of said, but uh, I think we'll see that. We'll, we'll see that as, as the season goes on, but it was really cool to see the Zillow beast here. Um, as far as like character moments and that kind of stuff, I, I really kind of enjoyed, uh, you know, see, seeing the crew back on the ship and, and then seeing them go after the Zillow beast and just, seeing them all work together, but especially seeing Omega and seeing her not run, seeing her not cower, not hide. She's growing into her role as one of the Bad Batch. And I thought that was really cool. It instantly takes up, and we've seen that a couple of times this season, but I, it really stood out to me here of this, this crazy monstrous beast that at first... She instantly went into attack mode right alongside her brothers. So I thought that was really, really cool. Um, the Any shot with the Zillow Beast is cool, but when the Zillow Beast was growing and, and sucking the electricity out of uh, everything, I, I thought that was really cool as far as like other moments or shots and that kind of stuff. So um, I, I really kind of like this. I wonder if they're going to keep going with 
that stuff. I wonder if they're going to keep going with, uh, with more cloning stuff. And uh, if we're going to see the Zillow Beast again, I, I, I really think we're going to see you know, the, the Kaminoans and tie this again into what we're seeing in, uh, in Mandalorian. And, and, you know, obviously we have some, some human scientists who have learned from the Kaminoans, but they're not as good. We see that coming up. So, um, so this is going to be interesting. It's set up a lot of stuff, even if, uh, like I said, it wasn't the episode I expected. Um, but maybe it was the episode we needed. So I thought it was pretty good. All right, so let's get in to the next episode. This is The Outpost. Okay, let's start with you again. Bad Batch, episode 12, The Outpost. Yes, we are finally getting some crosshair stuff. I was kind of starting to wonder what had happened to him. So this seems like, once again, they're having crosshair be forced to deal with some of the repercussions of his actions. And you've had several episodes of him just not being treated like a person at all. And this is really the first time he's been treated like a person since Commander Cody. And before that was, you know, the Bad Batch. So he's becoming more and more like a well-trained but abused dog. He desperately wants to do what he's been trained to do. But every time he does that, he's just berated for it instead of rewarded for it. And it makes him even more wary and more suspicious of anyone who shows him the smallest bit of humanity. And you can see that in his reactions to Mayday because he's kind of always like, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? Why are you being nice to me? So Crosshair is having to repeatedly face the decisions that he made about choosing the Empire over his troop. Now to him, he is a soldier, he was created to follow orders, and he'd do what needed to be done. And in a lot of ways, he's having to challenge that internal bias that he has against the clones. He thought that as long as he did what he was told, he would be taken care of. As long as he wasn't, quote, like other clones, then that went AWOL or that questioned their orders, then he would be given, you know, full range to do and be what needed to be done and just be himself, which would be great for him. But he's realizing more and more that despite doing what he's been told and what he has been ordered to do, he's still being treated just the same as every other clone. And it gives him much fuller breadth of character. Instead of him just being some sort of psychopath that didn't see right from wrong, he did what he genuinely thought was right, which was what he was created to do. So it was never a question for him to disobey the order because he just thought he was doing what he was supposed to. And in the end of this episode, he realizes that he can't be like the Empire. He can't abandon Mayday, even even though that would be the strategic thing to do. Because he's realized that he's more than equipment, he's more than a clone, he's more than a soldier, but they are men who deserve more than what they've been given. And that's what's really, really heartbreaking about this episode, is that you really see the full breadth of destruction and turmoil that have been brought upon these clones when they asked for none of it. I mean, they were created specifically for a war that they didn't ask to be in, they didn't ask to fight, but they were told to do it. And honestly, like... They did an amazing job for that. If I was created for that and then someone was like, hey, you're going to fight? I'd be like, I'm sorry, what now? No, absolutely not. So I would say that this entire episode was just absolutely spot on. And honestly, seeing Emery Carr again as she takes care of Crosshairs, I mean, we saw her first in the previous episode where she was hanging out with a crazy doctor who's trying to get the Zola monster back up and running. But it really makes me wonder if Omega wasn't the only female clone, because as you're looking at her, especially as Crosshair's vision is going in and out, 
she really does look like a clone, especially Tech. She looks like a female version of Tech. And so I'm starting to wonder if they maybe made another branch of clones that was specific to data analytics and research to assist in the scientific branch of the Empire. She definitely seemed to have even maybe a few of Omega's inflections. If you listen to the way she talks, that accent almost comes into play on a few of her words. So I'm just, I'm just wondering, I'm just throwing theories out there. Who knows? I'm probably wrong and I've been wrong before and I'm glad to be wrong because it's just fun to theorize. So high notes are me for are definitely when Crosshair shot that stupid, bigoted, a-hole mother effer of a lieutenant. Like I was just sitting there the entire time going, please shoot him, please shoot him, please shoot him, please shoot him. And then he did. And I was, I literally yelled when I watched it. <laughs> Low point, honestly. 10 out of 10. No notes. This is quite possibly my favorite episode yet out of the two seasons, which I never thought I would say out of a Crosshair episode. He was honestly my least favorite out of the Bad Batch, and he is now quickly becoming my favorite. I didn't think I could forgive him for betraying Bad Batch, but he's given me he's, he's given me reason, and I will now root for him forever. Thanks, Kay. Charlie, you're up. So, okay. Uh, moving on uh, to episode 12, The Outpost. Brutal, brutal pivotal character tale uh i think for the season this series season has been balancing going back and forth between our squad um obviously rex and the split off there and then what's going on with crosshair uh who obviously is another member uh, of the squad uh from back in the day but he ended up sticking around obviously with um with the empire this is his big wake-up call he's still on the job uh he's back to work after you know taking a little medical hiatus because of some uh shenanigans he got into earlier in the season he's going on a mission he meets this jackass lieutenant who says oh i did working with clones i don't like used equipment real nice what a what a guy oh my god um so he goes to this this world uh the mission is they've got to chase down some insurgents i love it how that's just a throwaway word that can be used for describing absolutely anything uh that the empire wants to it's all lies and propaganda um crosshair ends up being uh, paired up with mayday who's another clone who's been on this world forever he's a bit a little scruffy looking obviously they all look alike but he's got a big long scraggly beard and his, his gear is all messed up they ended up becoming mates because they go off on this mission together chasing the insurgents uh through the um through the the, the snowstorm this is a this is a snow world um and they, they end up having some nice moments together i the pressure mind moment to me was pretty cool the same thing happened in an episode of 24 which is a series on fox with Kiefer sutherland that i absolutely loved didn't end up working out so good it wasn't Kiefer that got blown up by that but uh yeah, it was, there was a lot of tough moments in this. You know, the minute that Crosshair and Mayday figure out that the people they've been chasing are just people that stole Stormtrooper gear, it's like, okay, we, we're putting our lives on the line for this. This really sucks, but this is obviously what the Empire thinks of us. Um, you know, so that was gut punches one and two for Crosshair being called used equipment and then just figuring out that he's just a gopher. I mean, he might as well be going out to get the dude's coffee. It just it really, really sucks. Um yeah, I thought the imp himself, the lieutenant, was a little too over the top, but they really, uh, they really drew, drew down on what ended up happening to the guy and why. Um, I really liked the moment at the end. So Crosshair brings Mayday back. They're on this frozen tarmac. Mayday is moments away from death. Crosshair says, please save him. It's just the three of them. The imp lieutenant is the third one. He says, that'd be a waste of our resources. We don't really care. We don't care about him. We don't care about you get fall in line or you're going to die as well. And Crosshair pulls themselves to his feet, 
calls lieutenant the guy whirls around and i love this it's a cartoon so it's perfectly obscured because the lieutenant is is center frame to the camera you can't see crosshair at the other side there's the the flash of a laser blast the guy falls over crosshair shot him obviously dead in the heart and but but they can't show it but whatever that's okay um just prior to that the uh ice vulture shadow flying overhead between when the imp said you're disposable and if you don't toe the line you're i'm gonna kill you um that was the moment the crosshair said yeah i'm done and he was done he did he shot the he shot the imp in the chest a bunch of stormies run up and and drawn him but he's already on the ground passed out so you're like what the heck is going to happen to him well he wakes up strapped to a table there's a creepy nurse later saying oh we're just trying to stabilize you but then the doctor will be in to see you you know mind your manners and you might survive all this so what the hell does that mean um so i would say without a doubt for crosshair storyline and again with the the season um basically uh taking position between crosshair story and the story of our own regular characters they're now clearly on a crossroads uh so it'll be interesting to find out who that nurse was who is the doctor she's referring to and what kind of happens from there so anyway that is my input on episodes 11 and 12 back to you guys thank you charlie all right so i'll finish with my thoughts here um this was the episode of of this season like this was when we think back when we look back at this season at what they did with the show this is going to be one of those episodes i i know it already you could tell right away that that this was going to be different it it crosshair focused episode we kind of love to hate or hate to love crosshair he's done some shit some pretty close to unforgivable stuff but that's kind of star wars right we've seen that with anakin slash vader we've seen that with kylo ren and we're seeing it with crosshair it's it's that character that should not get redemption but somehow you kind of still hope that they do and crosshair gets assigned to this remote imperial outpost uh barton four under the command of a clone named mayday and and we see this lieutenant nolan guy who clearly hates clones who you instantly just want to strangle um and is is one of the again one of those star wars villains that it's just how can they instantly make you hate someone so much um pong krell comes to mind when i think of this guy as well it's just one of those things it's like just i i want to just shoot you and I, I mean you know spoiler alerts we see that very satisfying moment that reminded me of that scene from Mandalorian where uh, they're, you know, uh, Mayfield and, oh, Mayfield and Mayday, just noticed that. Um, Mayfield and, and Mando are, are talking to the Imperial and, and Mayfield just shoots the guy just cold at the table. Um, you love to see that kind of stuff. But, yeah, basically we, we find, you know, we see these helmets. It's, it's, it's so heart-wrenching and, and so depressing to know that Mayday has seen his brother's fall and that people like Nolan just don't care. 
right? Uh, we we see Crosshair in this kind of starting at first to judge Mayday a little bit. You know, he's still very much thinking he's better than most clones, that he's still serving the Empire, that good soldiers follow orders. But as the episode goes on, we see him sent on a, a fairly useless suicide mission with Mayday to receive retrieve stolen stormtrooper armor. They have to go get stuff for the people that are replacing them. And that's that's heartbreaking enough, but the avalanche comes down, injures Mayday, injures Crosshair, and that sets up such heartbreaking just just heartbreaking moments of Crosshair trying to to keep Mayday warm and just just live through the night on this snow planet and you know bringing bringing him back to the base and trying to get him help and saying you know, like you're you're going to make it you're going to make it just you know, just just another couple of steps and to see Mayday fall right there and nobody do, do anything, you feel that tension. No matter how much you hate what Crosshair's done and betraying the team and doing, you know, just everything, that you, you just, your heart just breaks instantly. But you're also filled with this anger and you can feel everything that Crosshair is feeling without saying a word and you just you know why he's going to shoot nolan and, and you hope that it happens and he does and for a second i wasn't sure i wasn't sure if it was going to happen i knew i wanted it to happen but i wasn't sure if crosshair was going to suck it up and start plotting against them kind of turn on the empire in i don't know a a, a more methodical way or if he was just going to act and, and react and do what he did. But I'm kind of happy he he shot the guy, but then, you know, passes out and he wakes up and it's like, okay, what's going on now? Um, so, so leaves us on a cliffhanger, but is, uh, again, just one of the most powerful episodes. It's, it's hard to pick favorite moments, but I'm, I'm going to say probably just the, you know, the whole, that, that last bit of the, the whole trek bringing Mayday back um, seeing the helmet, it's so hard to pick a favorite moment in this. They were all so heartbreaking and and poignant and and just freaking perfect. Um, yeah, I don't. It's it's hard for me to pick a, a favorite a favorite shot scene. Um. Again, I think you know. I think the the comforting Mayday in the snow and just just hugging him close to to stay. Crosshair has been such a lone wolf and a, such a an outcast even among clones for so long. And to see him that vulnerable, I think was was super powerful. But uh, I can't wait to see where Crosshair is going to go from here. I can't wait to see what happens to him if he regain rejoins the team are they going to accept him back are they you know will he 
survive whatever they're they're doing to him in this operating chamber. It looks like Imperial, I guess, uh, that they've taken a, I don't know if it's a prison, a, a lab or something that it's, um, it's not looking good, but does he, re- does he deserve that redemption? I, I, I don't know. This was, this was such a powerful episode. It was such a perfect, perfect, uh, demonstration of, of the, the power of Star Wars animation. There's been a few, episodes like this across any of the shows clone wars rebels whatever and uh, and this was one of them this is this was a standout show and i'm, I'm so happy that we were getting to cover it on this so uh let us know what your thoughts are share your your thoughts and opinions and uh and let us know in our discord channel uh follow us on on social media at uh, secret friends you um you know, listen to Charlie and I at the C3 or underscore the underscore Canardian. And, uh, but yeah, Discord's, Discord's the best place to, uh, to jump in. And again, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you've heard this first. Thank you so much for your support. And uh, for anyone else listening to this uh, in, in a little while afterwards, feel free to head over to patreon.com slash secret friends unite and, uh, and throw a couple of bucks our way and you'll get these episodes first. Uh, before anyone else does so that'll do it for the first episode of friend force 99 thank you so much for listening may the force be with you see you next time